0: This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now live from Studio C, here's Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, yes, for some new digs. Your day-to-day play-by-play
1: in Studio C for the time being while Studio B is is remodeled, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, July 11th, wherever and however you're connected. So wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who has gone full goose moo mode. His name is Jason Shepard. Nice mustache, bro.
2: Thank you. Look, I am uh, I'm keeping a promise. The last time I was on the show was the day before my vacation began. And I said, when I come back, I will have a mustache. Uh, I said, I'm going to lean into it for the summer. Um, at least half of that is going to be true, because sure. as you can see, sure, I've, sure. I've got the mustache, so I'm keeping up that end of the bargain. Whether or not it lasts past today is uh, up to—well, uh, it remains to be seen. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm on the—I'm on the show the re- most of this week. We'll see if it's on if it's there when I'm back tomorrow.
1: You are a man of your word.
2: That's what I like to say. That's what I—that's what I like to think. Are fewer uh, and
1: fewer of those men in this look,
2: world. Look, I'm—all I'm gonna say is I got a text from somebody. They gave me the thumbs up, <laughs> okay, and his initials were TS.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say TP as in Trent Pratt. No, was, no. Now, that's the ultimate validation because that guy can grow a mustache. He can grow
2: a good mustache. We're talking about the head coach of the uh, BYU baseball team. Uh, I would like to think that TS stands for Tom Seller. Uh, <laughs> which is the standard of all mustaches. <laughs> By the way, you, you, mentioned, you mentioned we're in Studio C. Don't you feel like we're in, like, an auditorium yes. or something? Like, it's it's just, cavernous. It's cavernous. This thing is huge. We're just
1: happy to have a home, right?
2: I, I'm kind of digging it, though. <laughs> we can go throw a football <laughs> if we wanted.
1: <laughs> We've got the football field here. Maybe we'll do that here. during our commercial breaks. Yeah. Who knows? The possibilities are endless, Jason, as is your uh, mustache <laughs> and the capability there. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, as Jason pointed out, we are definitely in some new digs, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to bring it in this cavernous Studio C, including... Well, now things have quieted on the realignment front, especially after USC and UCLA bolted the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. That will happen in 2024. But because nothing has happened over the past week, is that a good thing or a bad thing for BYU and the athletics department here? Is the Big 12 going to stand, Pat? We'll take a time out from football and realignment to discuss some basketball on the USA level with Eric Mika, who will join us in studio. It's been a while. Been a while since we talked with Eric. Now he's repping the red, white, and blue. Very cool. Uh, not to mention a loaded rundown full of headlines. Just this morning, things are a-changing, Jason. Which, you know what, let's roll it out. Get today's Boe Sports Nation headlines. <laughs>
2: We will start with football. Pro Football Network ranked Jaron Hall seventh in the top college quarterbacks coming up in 2022. Last season, Hall passed for 2,583 yards and had 20 touchdowns. He also rushed for 307 yards and three touchdowns.
1: As mentioned, things changing this morning. Now former BYU women's basketball great Shaylee Gonzalez announces she will transfer to the University of Texas. Interesting, will BYU face Shaylee Gonzalez when the Cougars join the Big 12? That's a real possibility. You would think that they would. She Got two years of eligibility left. Uh, in case you've forgotten, she was really good at BYU, averaged over 18 points a game, six rebounds, four and a half assists, 2.3 steals. Jason, she was the best in the West Coast Conference for a number of years, and that one hurts, yeah, BYU women's basketball. no question it hurts.
2: It's certainly sad to see her go, and interesting that another transfer Moving on to yep. the Big 12. We wish her the best. Yes. Just not
1: against BYU. And that's the way. That's it. the way it goes.
2: Ashley Hatch got the star for the U.S. women's national team as the Americans beat Jamaica 5-0 at the Concacaf Women's Championship. Hatch finished with an assist and three shots on goal, two of which, by the way, hit the crossbar. The next match is today, 10 p.m. Eastern against Mexico. Now in the NWSL, former Cougars uh, Michaela Clough and Cam Tucker doing work. Clough and the Orlando Pride won 1-0 against the Houston Dash on Friday. And also on Friday, Cam Tucker and Gotham FC
1: won 2-1 against Racing Louisville FC. We have several volleyball notes. We'll start with this. BYU women's volleyball adds Penina Snuka as a volunteer assistant. She was an outstanding player at the University of Arizona, four-year starter, and setter. was the Pac-12 setter of the year in 2016, and was a third-team All-American that season. Great to have her on the staff. Davide Gardini of BYU men's volleyball, now in his professional career, won bronze at the Mediterranean Games with Team Italy. Very cool for Davide. And Taylor Sander also doing his thing on a pro circuit on the beach tour, placed second at the AVP Hermosa Beach Open, lost in three sets in the championship with partner Taylor Crab.
2: How about some summer league basketball? Alex Barcelo played only one minute for the Toronto Raptors in the team's Vegas Summer League victory over the Philadelphia 76ers. The Raptors' next game is tomorrow at 5 Eastern time against the Chicago Bulls. You can check out Alex and the Raptors on NBA TV.
1: A big hitter for the Bat-Cats. Yeah, BYU baseball's Ryan Zapedi hit two home runs and a 23-5 win for the Wasau Woodchucks over the Kalamazoo Growlers. Are you familiar with those mascots, Jason? Uh, Of course I am. (laughs) Sapini was named the Northwest League Player of the Night, the Woodchucks and Growlers, will wrap up their series tonight. Rawr. No, don't
2: do that. <laughs> current Cougs, David Timmons and Carson Lundell competed in the Trans-Mississippi Golf Tournament in Denver over the weekend, which makes complete sense. Wait, what? Uh, Timmons finished at uh, three under, tied for 27th. Lundell finished at one under and tied for 31st. Now, current Cougars, Elijah Turner, David Timmons, Keanu Aquina, Max Brenchley, and Zach Jones tee-off today in the Utah State Amateur at Soldier Hollow in Midway. Good luck. All rise
1: and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we.
0: It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
1: What's Trending, sponsored by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Jason, we mentioned it at the top of the show, things are quieting, we think, on the realignment front within college football after USC and UCLA turned the college football world on its head and said they're going to the Big Ten in a couple of years. But, now, nothing really new has come out since that big news. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for BYU and the Cougars' pending move to the Big 12 conference?
2: Yeah, I,
1: I could probably make
2: a case for either because we don't really know because things can change in, a, in literally in a moment's notice, as we certainly found with that news with USC and UCLA. I think for right now, it probably is good news. And I say that because as soon as the, the news came out, everybody was, was freaking out and everybody was saying, well, this is now the next step. This is what's going to happen. With things dying down, not that there will ever be stability, but with, when, when things have sort of calmed down and everyone's sort of taken a breath – it seems like nobody's making those rash decisions and jumping into something that isn't in the best interest long term. So I I think that it's good news for the Big 12. And look, from my point of view, I like the Big 12 the way it is. So I think it's good news that they're, they haven't added anybody You're yet. in favor of not adding anybody else. Well, look, ultimately I'm in favor of whatever solidifies the Big 12 and puts it in its best situation. So ultimately, if that's adding some schools, then ultimately that's what I want. But right now I like where the Big 12 is at. So I'm not in favor right now of adding any schools. I like what it's building. I like the way that it projects. Okay. But again... If, if it ultimately the long-term health of the conference necessitates adding, then you certainly want the conference to survive, and so you go that direction. But right now, I think it's a good thing that they haven't added any teams, that, that the, the, the quiet seems to be some sort of stability maybe setting in, and that rash decisions aren't being made. So right now, I say it's a good thing.
1: There are a couple of things that I've been thinking deeply about over the weekend. Number one is the Big 12 is 14 teams for at least the next two years. Right. Again, we get so lost in the idea that, oh, BYU is going to be in a conference with 12 teams. Now, Oklahoma and Texas are not going anywhere for two years. So it will be a 14-team conference for the next two, we think. And that's great news. So I don't think the Big 12 needs to make a move until – Oklahoma and Texas depart the conference. Now, typically, when teams announce that they are defecting from one conference to another, especially at the Power Five level, there is like a one to two year period of notice that they're supposed to give to the conference they're leaving. Unless, of course, the conference dissolves and the (laughs) Pac-12, or I mean Pac-10, as it will soon be with USC and UCLA leaving. If that dissolves, then yeah, why not? Add a couple more teams. I, I would like the Big Twelve to, to be at least at 14 teams. Whether that means adding the Arizona schools, whether that means adding Utah and Colorado, adding Arizona schools and Utah and Colorado, and they get to 16 teams, great. Because I feel like if you are at the 16 level, along with the Big Ten and the SEC, right. you're less likely to get poached from because you've then it's further established. Strength numbers like yes. As a, a conference that has strength in numbers, and if you get poached from and you got 16 teams, well, you're still left with 14, right? Or you're even left with 12. Okay, the Big 12 is trying to get to be that third power conference behind the Power Two of the SEC. Well, the don't game. you don't you think that that's almost I don't want
2: to say obvious cuz obviously you're still dealing with the ACC and obvious but don't don't you think that that's where
1: this is trending that the Big 12 would be the number 3 conference Well you would think you would think but it depends on what Notre Dame decides to True. do. Does yep. Notre Dame keep their alliance with the ACC and stay there to bolster the strength of that conference or does Notre Dame bolt for the Big 10? And we're talking about 50 million dollars per year in difference right. that's reported. For Notre Dame, if they decide to leave their own independent status and their own contract with NBC Sports and then the money they're getting from the ACC, they're getting a good chunk of change. But it's apparently going to be $50 million less per year if they don't join the Big Ten.
2: Well, look, the the other part about this is, and as it relates to the Pac-12 and any team looking at maybe joining the Big 12 if there are invites there, you know, right now they're in that 30-day window of trying to find out what type of money they can generate with their media rights, so you, I, I can't imagine that anything would happen from that till they get those numbers back. to, they they, they want to see what that looks like, I would think before any school yeah. makes any sort of jump. But the the other the elephant in the room here is yes, it's all about money, but but the the one a and maybe maybe the money ultimately is the one a, but the other part of this is this all boils down to inclusion in the playoff. Everybody wants to know what type of inclusion they will have based on their current situation, based on the number of teams they have, the conference they're in.
1: What is our access to the playoff? Right, and I'm, Trevor, Trevor Maddich said that, yeah. that it might be only the two conferences. Yes. They might form their own playoff, do their own national championship. So so that's the
2: other thing that ha- we, we just don't know. We don't know when it's going to mm-hmm. expand. We don't know if it's going to expand to what numbers. So there's so many things that you're waiting on to find out, is it even worth us going from one conference to another? Is it even worth us inviting? inviting others in if it's not going to matter at the end of the day anyway.
1: Uh, you know, I hate to even think about that reality of, man, if the SEC and the Big Ten just decide, you know what, we're going to tack on a few more teams. Maybe they go to do 20 teams, mega-conferences, right. and there are 40 teams in the power, Two, And they get Washington and Oregon and Notre Dame to join those conferences, uh, among a few other teams, perhaps. And, and they Split up and they do their own thing. I don't like that. I don't, I don't think that. I, I don't is good. like it either. I don't think that is good for college football. Uh, I think that you, you throw in the idea of more teams and more conferences. It just more parity is the, fun. The days it's though fun. of what's good for college doesn't football matter. Are gone. Right. It doesn't matter, right? It's, it's what's it's, it's what's funny.
2: good for each individual institution
1: and their pocketbooks and that's, how they that's take what care of their is. athletes. That's
2: what this is. I, look, I, I, we all look back fondly on what we remember college football growing up, and we, we talk about the pageantry. Regional and, ties, right, regional rivalries. You know what I mean? That is no. just not the case anymore. And we can sit and stew about how we wish it could go back to the way it was. It's not, and we're sort of wasting our breath because it is it is so far beyond that now
1: We're never going to see those days again. We're just not. Now, for what it's worth, I don't think that the Power 2 are going to siphon off and do their own thing. I really don't. Uh, As much as it's fun to be in those conferences and have the most money, I still think they want other places to compete. I do. And so I think the SEC and the Big Ten, while they'll be the huge money earners in this forever, it feels like, you know, these schools are going to be making $100 million a piece. Every year? That's decent. <laughs> so while they'll have that, and there will be a, a faction there, and there, there will be a huge chasm between the money-making, I still think they want the competition. And I just want the Big 12 to last. And I think that the way that the Big 12 lasts is when Oklahoma and Texas leave, they add more schools. See, and that,
2: that's, that's what I said. The health of BYU's conference is ultimately what's most important. It, if the Big 12, in order to – sustain itself, but also take that next step and solidify itself in the conversation. If that means you have to add, then 100% you add schools that will help you do that. That's what's important. Yeah. And the PAC-12 might survive this summer. And I think they want to try and exhaust every effort to keep that intact somehow.
1: Why wouldn't they? I mean, George Klyovkov, the commissioner of the PAC-12, he's clearly... Made it a point to say, look, we're willing to do anything, including discussing an alliance with the ACC for rights agreements. But having 12 teams is better than having 10 teams, just by strength in the additional numbers. Advantage Big 12 in that regard. Because if somebody else leaves the Pac-10, then they're in serious, serious trouble of maintaining that conference. Um, I I think we're headed to four 16-team conferences at some point. And then will that then become small. I don't know. But I think, I think that a conference is going to dissolve, whether that's the Pac-12 or the ACC. I don't think it'll be the Big 12. I really don't. Um, it seems like it would be the Pac-12. But can you, can you imagine a world in college football and college sports in general without the Pac-10 or the Pac-12? Like, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah, I
2: can't. No, no. no I, I, I can't, honestly. But we also couldn't have imagined that it would exist without USC in it. That's true. You know what I mean? It's true. The, the, the days of wow, I can't imagine this happening, that stuff's happening now.
1: Wild. Wild. Yeah. And so I mean the pack I think the Pac Ten is gonna survive this off season. Watch what happens next off season, okay? Because this is all gonna surface again. Like you think this is done, it's just this this summer. Right. No. No, it's going to get weird again next summer off season when more TV grant of rights contracts are being discussed. That's why the Pac-12 is so anxious to try and lock something in right now. But if you are a TV provider and you are the ACC, are you, is it a good business proposition for you to say, "Yeah, let's partner with the conference that we're not really sure is going to be there"? The,
2: the thing is that, that it is good business. The thing that is the most interesting to me about all of the conference realignment stuff is that the the last four big. Dominoes, meaning Texas, Oklahoma, USC, UCLA, nobody heard about before it happened. How did it stay quiet? That's what I, that's that is the the craziest part of all of this is that it's not like everybody had a heads up and you were talking about it leading up to it and then it happened. Yeah. it was that it it came out of the blue. So. Who's going to be that next domino that we knew nothing about that all of a sudden changes everything? That's
1: what's crazy. All right. You tell us. If things stay as is in conference realignment, is it a good or a bad thing for BYU and the Big 12? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Jim Roberts answers on Twitter. He says, it's good. The Big 12 is really stable with their current lineup. No one or two defections will put the conference on life support at this point. I will point out, though, that things staying as they are is a mighty big if. Certainly. Yeah, we we don't know. It it all depends on really what happens in the next three weeks for the Pac-12 and the ACC. If they can get their TV deal done in this reported alliance with the ACC, at least on the TV level, then... Then they stick around. So it. much alliance warrior. talk. I, I know it didn't work out. It didn't work out well the first time.
2: <laughs> did not. You should probably also come up with a new word because uh, it <laughs> just brings up. <laughs> they should. They should use something else. It just brings up bad memories, it did right? Not
1: work out. Their strength in numbers, I'd love. I'd love the Big 12 to tack on a few more. And the Pac. Will the Pac-12 add any more? Are they going to branch out and try and bolster their numbers? But with
2: who? Yeah, well, I, I know a certain team in Southern California that's wishing and hoping <laughs> and praying. <laughs>
1: Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All
2: right, coming up, where would BYU rank in the Big 12 this season? In which sport?
1: Okay. Think about that. Okay. And coming up, where BYU, or rather Eric Mika, joins us, fresh out qualifying for the World Cup. He's repping the red, white, and blue. It's been a while. It's going to be good to uh, talk to Big Rick as his, teams used to come, or his, his teammates used to come. This is BYU Sports Nation.
0: This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, BYU Sports Nation has its own YouTube
2: channel. Get all the interviews by subscribing to and sharing the BYU Sports Nation
0: YouTube channel.
1: We are live in Studio C for the next few weeks, Studio B being remodeled. Yeah, BYUSN is getting a fresh new look here in a little bit. But for the time being, happy to have a new temporary home. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play alongside Jason Shepard. I am Spencer Linton. Joining us now as we call a timeout on college football realignment To discuss some USA basketball and probably some BYU basketball, too, is former BYU great Eric Mika. Eric, welcome to Studio C
3: and BYU Sports Nation. Thank you. Good to be back. It's a little bit different look, but I understand (laughs) that that'll change again. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. When's that supposed to be done? Late August. Yes. we hope by the hope Fingers we're hoping crossed. by the
2: football season, like debut at all That'd new season. That's the cool. hope, certainly. Yeah, we hope.
3: Hey, so are you going to be running back there like Kenny and Charles on TNT, <laughs> like the, the race, the sh- race yeah, to yeah. the board? Yeah. You're not supposed to talk about. Wow. that man. Okay, my bad.
1: <laughs> we have to wait and see. My fault. Now, granted, it's not as spacious as what is it, Studio J? <laughs> Studio J. For yes. TNT. Yes, that is correct. Well, these but guys hey, are just
3: <laughs> physically also large. You
1: need more more room. We all aspire to be like that show, right? Yeah, right. It's, it's the greatest sports show on television. Good gig. Eric, you've been a busy man. Uh, yeah. In fact, um, just, just give us a brief rundown on your life the past couple of years. What have you been up to?
3: Well, I wasn't busy this last season because I, I actually got wrist surgery in December. I, um, I fell. This guy undercut me, and I fell right on it. And so the main kind of stabilizing ligament snapped. But um, at, right at the same time, it was like two weeks after our son was born. Um, in France, we were, we were playing in France just outside of Lyon, so I was kind of on like a Paid paternity leave which was great it worked out awesome um, Didn't go on any of the trips the rest of the oh, year. oh shoot. I've
1: got this injury yeah, yeah. Sorry guys, and I get to spend time with my wife. Yeah, really my kid.
3: really inconvenient timing. No, it was it was um, It was perfect. So we were in France this last year the year before that we were in um, Belgrade, Serbia um we we were thinking about sticking around and making another run at the league but we didn't know if there was going to be any nba basketball at that point you know the last we had heard it was maybe you know we were talking with sacramento about going to camp and things like that but they were saying it might be in march you know of of 2021 and and i couldn't wait around an entire year i would have gone crazy my body would have fallen apart i'm sure um so we decided to head out, and that's where we've been the last two years is Belgrade and then, and then Lyon, um, and we've loved it. We've been on some good teams. Unfortunately, I had the, the injury. But um, yeah, and then a couple weeks ago, I was with Team USA for the World Cup qualifying games, which was awesome. I did the same thing in 2020, right after I was called up with the Kings. They sent me back down, so I was in the eligible pool of players to be called and had a great experience. So they, they called me again, and it was really awesome.
2: So we'll get into more of the Team USA stuff in a second, but you mentioned your son. Yep. Your, your son, your wife, they're, they're here off, off camera.
3: They What's are it here. It's like
2: being a dad.
3: It's awesome. You know, it's it's a lot of work. Um, but we really, really love having him. It's it's funny, because he's almost nine months. What's his name? His name is Johannes. He was born in France, international baby. <laughs> um, but he's got his American passport now and Social Security, so we're all set. Um, But it's funny because we've had him for nine months almost this week and it just feels like we've had him our entire life. You know, you guys know you have kids and we just don't even remember what life was like without him. You know, it's just busy, busy, busy and everything's around his schedule, but um, we really loved it.
2: You changing a lot of diapers, by the way.
3: A lot of them. I couldn't. I couldn't at first. Is he changing? Cha- oh, that's okay. Oh shoot. Okay. Sorry, I've got, I've got this injury. I can't do anything. One-handed was was <laughs> a little tough, and so she she toughed it out for both of us, but. I'm back to, to full daddy duty now. and yeah,
1: That, that injury's been convenient in a few ways.
3: A few ways, yes.
1: yes. <laughs> Honey, I don't know. The
3: wrist today, it's <laughs> well, really b- giving me some issues. Yeah, yeah, it's still a little sore <laughs> every every now and at 6 in the morning when he wakes up and needs a bottle. Yeah. Um, but she she has me in line, so elite. I'm, I'm elite. doing my job.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Eric Meek is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, again, we're excited to discuss the Team USA stuff, but – I think every BOA fan wants to know, well, what's now for you in your professional career? What's what's next?
3: Yeah, um, I want to know that too. I don't know. We uh, just had a one-year contract with the French team because um, I think the last two years in the back of our mind was always to come back and give it another shot because that year in Sacramento was so great and I was finally healthy. That was the only season I've been healthy for the whole year um, of my five years pro now. Really? Yeah where I was healthy for the whole season. I, I've, I've had a surgery or, or a broken bone every, you know, the other four. So that's been kind of a bummer. It's been hard, but um, just being healthy, being back home and, and you know, having the opportunity to be called up like I was, was, was really, really awesome. And then COVID shut it down, you know, <laughs> like it shut down everybody else's life. Um, so kinda of the last two years we've gone to to Europe and been in great spots, had a fun time, but it's been in the back of my mind to come back and mm-hmm. so now we're just weighing our options. Um, waiting to see what the the best situation is because I mean the G League is great, going to camp with teams are great, you know, there there are good options, but it's really about finding the perfect fit and and timing. You know, just being in the right place at the right time is is how you stick. Sure. You know, and, and so we're trying to navigate that. And, and figure out what that is for well, us. Well,
2: in this time of year, this this is the time because yeah. the draft is done. You have the summer leagues going right. on, so you have all the scouts, whether they're international, yep. whatever it is, they're all in Vegas kind of watching yep. everything that's happening. This is, this is kind of the time to pounce, right?
3: Yeah, so I'm actually going to Vegas tomorrow just for a day. My agent is there. My, my trainer is there. I have a bunch of buddies playing in summer league. I, I maybe would have played if it wasn't for Team USA. It just would have been a lot to be – doing two training camps and packing that all in. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go down. We're going to see what happens. We are talking to different teams about, you know, going to camp or, or you know, eventually being with their G League team, whatever it is. Um, I, don't, I don't care what team it is, where it is. I just want a good fit where, where I can play and, and, you know, do my thing, play my game, be me, and, and I know that I'll, I'll go back up. It's just, like I said, right time, right place, and yeah. that's what we're trying to find.
1: Do you feel like you're an NBA player right now?
3: I do. Um, you know, when I was with Sacramento, you know, the summer I did mini camps. I did training camp for summer league. I did summer league. I, I was there early for about three weeks playing pickup every day with them before even training camp started. And then, you know, obviously with the G League experience and then getting called up, I, you know, I, I felt like I, I belong there. You know, I was physically, you know, just as strong, if not stronger than everybody there and, you know, after my experience in Europe, those two years, I felt like I was at the right level and unique enough to make mm. an impact on on the game. Yeah. How has I, your
1: game evolved? Like, how, how have you changed as a player that makes you feel like, yeah, I'm I'm um, legit. I'm I'm back. I'm better.
3: I think you know just a a little bit of my I think my skills are have definitely improved, especially passing and and shooting. I'm not you know consistently shooting three pointers, and I don't feel I need to if I'm gonna you know, play minutes in the NBA, for example, you know, not everybody needs to be able to shoot, you know, as well as Steph Curry, for example, <laughs> to get, you know, because you have Steph Curry. Yeah. You know, so you don't need five of them on the same team. Um, but I definitely feel my, my passing, my shooting and, um, you know, one of my favorite things to do now is because everybody in Europe, they, they play the short role, you know, they, there's a lot of hedging and, and big guys jumping out. So you just slip out of that and then you're almost like a, a point forward when you catch it at the top of key and being able to do that. And that's something I never did at BYU. BYU, I was more just catching it on the post and, and running in transition. So now I feel like my game has slowed down a little bit and is more you know, adapted for, for pros. Let's talk about the Team USA
2: experience, and I want to start here. It's kind of funny how it all comes back to BYU versus Utah. Yeah, Uh, right, right. uh, Jim Boylan, former Ute head coach, is the head coach of of this team. Now, obviously, he was no longer the coach when you played at BYU. That was Kraskowiak by then. But uh, any BYU-Utah smack talk back and forth? There
3: there was, and it was all from him. (laughs) (laughs) And and he he won't deny it either. Um, it, it, It was funny because, you know, growing up, Uh, The first high school I went to was Waterford up in Sandy Mm -hmm. our starting center who was a senior when I was a freshman Neil Monson was was committed to the U and so Jim would come to our practices every once in a while I mean maybe two or three times he came and I was a Mm -hmm. freshman I was horrible at basketball. I could barely walk and chew gum (laughs) But but he talked to me, you know, he recognized that maybe I was a little bit athletic and I could uh, eventually do some things um, and so I met him all the way, you know, back then when I was 15 years, 15 years old, uh, even 14, you know, leading up to my freshman year. And um, yeah, it was, it was really funny talking about that. He remembered all those times he was in our, our dinky little gym and, and then, yeah, every once in a while, you know, we, when we'd break the huddle, he'd mention how I didn't want to get too close to him because of the BYU-Utah thing. Or, <laughs> or even, even despite the BYU history that I have, he would let me, you know, ask a question here or there. So he was, uh, he, he was really great. I, you know, I, I'd never been coached by him, obviously. I hadn't heard a ton, you know, professionally how he was. I had heard from Neil in college how he was, which, you know, he was great. He had a lot of success at the U. But he was he was fantastic. I had I had really an awesome experience with them.
1: BYU basketball is headed to the Big Twelve Conference. Yeah,
3: crazy. It's
1: it's wild, right? No,
3: it's really nuts. I I mean, we're
1: like looking at this conference, going, whoa. Yeah. Every night is going to be just an absolute battle. What do you think of the Big Twelve? And does part of you think? Ah, man, I wish I could have played in the Big 12.
3: Oh, for sure. I mean, I think uh, any player that was here before with the Mountain West, West Coast Conference, or even farther back, I don't know what they were playing. The WAC. The WAC, there you <laughs> go. Um, would be lying if they say that they didn't want to, you know, have a piece of that. Because every night, I felt like when, when I was here, we'd sell out a lot of games. And, you know, no-brainer, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, they were always full. That I mean, that's going to be every every game. those That's how high-level these – These teams are even the bottom, you know, the bottom feeders of the league are are good. They're really, really good teams. Yeah, the perceived
1: bottom right feeder of the league was still number 75 in RPI last year. Yeah, exactly. The worst team.
3: Would win a lot of conferences, you know. Like, if they were put somewhere else, they would win that conference. So, you know, just having the Marriott, not only the Marriott will be full every home game, but then you go on the road to some of these historic, you know, gyms, and they'll be full as well. And, though, you know, I've heard Kansas, for example, is – Rated every single year as the best college basketball environment in in the country, you know, and that and that's just one of them, you know, and you have national champion winners, you know, recent national champion winners. So there's a lot of talent in the, in that league, and it's going to be really fun to see BYU, um, you know, have some growing pains. But I'm sure they're going to they're going to catch up and, and find their niche right away.
2: How close of attention do you pay to BYU basketball right now? How how are, with obviously playing your own basketball yeah. and your own career, but how, how
3: much do you pay attention to what's going on? Um, I pay attention a fair amount. You know, I, I keep in touch with Pope. I'll get a random FaceTime from him here and there. <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, what's exactly. up man <laughs> it'll be at three in the morning my time it doesn't matter i have to pick up her i'll keep calling um but yeah you know i haven't i haven't sat down and and talked with coach pope since i've been back i've seen him at, at the camp and playing pickup and in the annex and things like that um but you know just being back and working out with the guys i feel like i'm you know in the loop yeah. of, of what's going on how they're feeling sure. you know who's going to be playing next year and and things like things like that. And the team has a lot of really good guys, a lot of really hard workers, so it'll be fun to watch them, watch them again this year. I, I love, you know, still being connected enough. Like, I, it'd be hard for me to watch and, and follow if I didn't know them, you know, but I know them sure. from summer workouts and things like that, and so it's fun for me. I
1: like the idea of Eric Mika teaching uh, Foose and Atiki a few things. I don't think
3: there. I need to teach Foose anything. He, <laughs> he is an absolute animal. He's a beast. I mean, he he's like got my weight but my wife's height <laughs> but can jump higher than any human I've ever seen I mean it doesn't make any sense like he, he literally doesn't make any sense as a, as a human being but he's, he's a lot of fun to watch and and I've played against him just a couple times this summer and the tiki as well he's he's so big and so raw but you know already just watching videos him of him last Summer and last year, and then playing him this summer, I've seen that he's he's made some really big steps, which is awesome.
1: BYU basketball analyst Eric Mika. With there you us go. Do yeah, yeah. we need to give him his gift? We before. do. Okay, so we're going to go to the way the way back machine because when you Jeez. left for your mission, you joined us in studio, and showed off some of your lacrosse skills.
3: Oh gosh. Okay,
1: so in fact, it was with this very stick here, which it was, was on the set. was That's part of the studio. Yeah, B well, I miss lore, all the right? yeah the okay. little yeah the knickknacks.
3: So yeah, this, this is this. what
1: this is this is the lacrosse stick that you were showing us your skill set with. We would like to give this, this
2: to you. This is really mine. Yes, that this is, is amazing. That is I, feel like I feel like we're knighting him. Wow.
3: <laughs> I know. I feel like I should go kneel, <laughs> and we should go yes, get yeah. Matt Schneck. And can... <laughs> Do I have to cover up the Reebok? No, 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 you're no, no, you're, I'm, no, Look, 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 it's all good. This is great. I there you really go, am. that
2: is
0: yours.
3: And, and, and this? Yes. And, and the squash and, ball? And the squash yeah. ball. <laughs> That's, That's amazing. amazing. That's all you, bro. Hey, I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. My My brother's going to be jealous.
1: Yeah, he's a great <laughs> lacrosse player. Yeah.
3: I'm better. But
1: you're better? <laughs> that's,
3: that's why I'm getting this.
1: Display that uh, with pride. Oh, well, I will.
3: I'm going gonna, gonna to hang this up in the man cave. Though. Yeah, no, baby. I mean, thanks. why not? Great stuff. I appreciate it. Thanks, Eric. Eric, we'll
1: be watching your career closely. Thanks,
2: Thank man. You.
3: No, thanks, thanks for having me. It was great seeing you guys again.
2: Got it. Absolutely. Coming up, we dive into Cam Miller's quarterback rankings. That probably means BYU has one ranked high, plus where we think BYU
1: would fit in the preseason Big 12 poll this is BYU Sports Nation.
0: BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world.
2: This is BYU Sports Nation. If you want to interact with the show and get great content throughout the day, follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube,
1: and TikTok. He is Jason Goose Shepherd. I am Spencer. Uh, call name to be determined. Maverick. I'm Matt on oh, Mav. I'm, I'm Goose. Mav. Okay. Guess that means I die.
2: Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> you didn't see it in 86. If you haven't
1: seen the original Top Gun <laughs> and that spoiled something. What's wrong with you? Like, they need to see you it. You never know. I
2: guarantee you there's somebody what? watching this show what? right now that was planning on watching Top Gun, the original tonight, and I just ruined it for them. <laughs>
1: Thanks,
2: Jason. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Sorry, Darth Vader's also Luke's dad. So. Hey, for
1: what it's worth, Cougar is a name in the original Top Gun as well. Yes, it is. Very early in the Unfortunately, mm-hmm. he had to leave because he got a little PTSD. Cougar's out.
2: You two are I got to send you guys to Top Gun.
1: <laughs> yes, the Cougar Whip Around. Oh, boy. Speaking of Cougar, presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. Yeah, let's whip it. All right, Jason, start us off,
2: my my friend. The Big 12 released their 2022 preseason poll, Baylor getting the most first place votes, Mm -hmm. followed by Oklahoma and Oklahoma
1: State. Where would you put BYU in this poll if the Cougars were in it this year? Listen, I think BYU is really, really solid this season. And I expect them to win at least nine games. And I think that they have a great shot of beating Baylor in Provo. So Baylor's the best team in the Big 12, why would you not think BYU would probably finish somewhere in the top three? At worst, I would put BYU in the number four spot. So that, I'd say somewhere between, like, two and four? See, that's
2: where I'm like, worst case scenario for me going into this year, I have them at four. I, I think it's three or four. That's that's kind of where I have them going in, and I'll take that, I, because I'm with you. Look, I have them
1: winning a close game at home over Baylor. Give me a reason to believe that BYU would not beat Oklahoma or Texas head-to-head. They're 6-1 and one all time against the Longhorns and Sooners, and BYU is going to be a top 25 team when the season begins. So, tell me why I shouldn't think that. Let's move it on. Baylor has five all Big 12 preseason players and is, again, Jason projected to finish first in the league. Does it change the way you feel and look at BYU football's home opener against the Bears? No, because we
2: knew all this. We knew they were going to be good. I don't know if we knew they were going to have five all Big 12, but I think it goes with the territory. We knew they were gonna be picked first. So it doesn't change anything
1: for me. We know they're going to be very, very good. Yes, Baylor's great. They're not gonna be as good as they were last year. Sugar Bowl champions, Big 12 champions, but they'll be great. Still, they gotta come to Provo. BYU on their what they hope is a vengeance tour. It's gonna be a really good football game. It does not change the way I look at the home opener. It's a toss-up game to me. It's a toss-up. Alright, over the
2: weekend uh, there were some tweets going out about the ultimate BYU fan experience that that fans can uh, can get involved with. What is your BYU ultimate, uh, your ultimate BYU
1: fan experience? Oh man, my ultimate BYU fan experience would probably be playing golf with the quarterback grades oh. at like Pebble Beach, right? Oh, you're just you're adding layers onto well, it at that, Pebble Beach. Or maybe in Lake Tahoe in the Pro-Am, right? Like if I was invited to join Ty Detmer, Look, Steve Young, and Jim McMahon is in that foursome, I think that would but be But you take it if canister. it was
2: mini golf at Mulligan's, okay? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's be honest. Mulligan, sh- Zach Blair's family owns that. Shout out to Zach Blair. <laughs> so, That's mean, true. It's true. But playing playing golf with uh, those guys, I think, would just be an all-time experience.
2: Uh, my ultimate uh, BYU fan experience would be to uh, hang out with uh, Ty Detmer and Jimmer. Just like just, just go to hang lunch, in. just hang out. Just hang I out. just just want to hang out a, an average day with those guys. Okay, that would be my ultimate fan experience. <laughs> it's hard. Hey, hard to beat it. Or right now, it may be to be with with
1: former Cougar Danny Ainge as he's making jazz trades. Yeah, there's that too. That's S- also something else. side with Danny Ainge as he breaks down his new team. And his yeah. New coach. yeah. That'd exactly. be quite the fan experience as well. He's also a good golfer. Absolutely. All
2: right, coming up, a rise and shout out to a guy who really hates I Utah. I hate
1: Utah. <laughs> and where Jaron Hall ranks compared to BYU's opponent's quarterbacks on Cam Miller's rankings. And we're looking at you, Jaron Hall. Where do you fit into his quarterback rankings
0: this year? QA Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us on Friday as we look
2: back at some of the best Deep Blue stories of the year. It's the best of Deep Blue, Volume 5. That's coming up Friday at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio.
1: Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio C. We just talked to Eric Mika. If you missed that conversation, just download the podcast. It was awesome. It was worth it. We even bestowed a gift that he will hold in very high regard for the rest of his life. He said he needed to be knighted with it. (laughs) I felt like, seriously, I felt like as I was
2: giving it to uh, him, do we need to call him like this, uh, Eric Mika. Lord Mika now, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Of Castle Pleasant Grove, or
1: whatever. I I, I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah, uh, but he genuinely was like, this is awesome. He loved it, that's cool. Great to catch up with him. Uh, On to less important things, Jason. (laughs) Like the current quarterback rankings for the college teams that BYU will face this season. This is according to our guy Cam Meller from Pro Football Network. We all know he loves Jaron Hall. We know he was the guy that was the original to back Zach Wilson back in 2018 and 19, saying, look, he's going to be an NFL quarterback. You watch. And we were all kind of like, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Yeah, he, he called his shot, right? He's calling a shot with Jaron Hall as well. And he says that uh, Jaron Hall is his number seven overall college quarterback going into the pro seasons, we think, next year. He's got projected right now, with Jaron at number seven, to be the 31st pick overall going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay? So he's got in a late first round.
2: Follow, following uh, a certain uh, goat, possibly?
1: Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people want – we just talked about about Russell Wilson, right? A lot of people want Jaron Hall to step into Russell Wilson's shoes in Denver or formerly in Seattle. We'll see, right? Uh, But the point is, Jaron Hall is a really, really solid quarterback, late first-round projection. Is he the best quarterback on the list of BYU and all the teams the Cougars will face this season? And the answer to that is yes. So he sits atop that list. But, Jason, Hank Bachmeyer, remember (laughs) that guy? Uh, yeah, the only reason that Boise State beat BYU, right, well, look, had nothing to do with fumbles no, 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 no. or anything like that. No, no, no. Just Bachmeyer. Look, I'm am shocked when
2: any team wins a game that and Hank Bachmeyer wasn't their quarterback. Like I just like I didn't think that was possible.
1: Okay. Well, look, yeah. it,
2: this speaks. Look, you mentioned he's been very high on Jaron Hall from the get go, but when you look at not just the, the quarterbacks but the teams that are on this list that BYU yeah. will face, we know how important this year is for a lot of reasons, but when you look at the schedule and the teams that BYU's facing, the fact that Jaron is the highest-ranking quarterback, according to Cam Meller, that is very, very impressive. And quite frankly, it's warranted. Jaron Hall is going to have a massive year this upcoming season. So I love the fact that the next nearest quarterback is what eleven spots away, and Bachmeyer is at eighteen. Or excuse me, uh, is, is ten, 10, 10 away. So it's KJ, so KJ Jefferson. Jefferson, and then Bachmeyer. and KJ Jefferson is at is at Arkansas. And then you have McKee at Stanford. You have Bonner at Utah State, who they have, you know, according to Cam, is one spot ahead of McKee. So I mean, look
1: at just look at the list. And it speaks highly of Jaron Hall that he's at the top of this. Now, some things that really jumped out from this list to me were, one, Bo Nix. Auburn guy, right? We all know Bo Nix. The guy that was gifted a football by Cam Newton when Auburn went on their memorable national championship run. Uh, And then he became the quarterback later as his greats. Well, he's transferred from Auburn. Now he's at Oregon. He's number 85. (laughs) Okay, I think. in fact, I think it was Cam Miller that called him, uh, oh, you mean no Knicks? No Knicks. Yeah. Like, which is a slide on Bo Nicks. Sure. But he's got him at 85. And then Notre Dame's quarterback, Tyler Buckner, number 89. Number 89? Notre Dame's going to be like, uh, is Notre Dame that good around him that it not- doesn't matter who plays quarterback for the Fighting mm-hmm. Irish? It very well could be. I mean, we know
2: they're we loaded know, with five-star, four-star, five 10 We know
1: where they're going to end up, you know, being ranked to begin the season. Bo Nix, Tyler Buckner, eighty-five and eighty-nine respectively. Blake Shapin, who takes over at Baylor, number eighty-three. So all all of these guys on the the toughest teams that we think BYU are going to face all year, right? 83, 85, 89, their quarterbacks go in Cam Miller's power rankings list for quarterbacks.
2: You're talking 70-plus spots below Jaron
1: Hall yes. in terms of just quarterback rankings. Jerry Boanen was the quarterback for Baylor last year when yes. BYU lost to the Bears in Waco. He's now at USF, BYU opens against USF, and he's number 75. Okay, so, like, KJ Jefferson in Arkansas, in terms of just quarterback conversation, and Hank Bachmeyer at Boise State – are those the two teams that Boise needs to be worried about the most just because they have solid quarterbacks?
2: Well, look, I, anytime you're going to Boise to play, you need to be concerned. We know Hank Bachmeyer is, is a good quarterback. He's a really good quarterback. And regardless of the year, Boise State, they get athletes to play in Boise. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it is interesting that when you look at, at certain teams – the court just from a quarterback standpoint, it doesn't necessarily reflect, nope. at least according to these rankings, how high you would expect them to be. Does Hank Bachmeyer not look like a young
1: Robert and I? <laughs> I can see that. No, you're right. That's a great call. That's a good call. Hey, conversation for another time. But Does Logan... he go fast and go hard? <laughs> Is that his mantra? Maybe so. Okay. Logan Bonner, Utah State, number 31. Yep. And then Tanner McKee, the heralded five-star Tanner McKee, number 32 in the list of quarterbacks. Again, these are from Cam Miller, Pro Football Network. 32 for Tanner McKee at Stanford. Okay. Uh, This is, I mean, it's interesting because typically you get caught, and I know I do, I get caught in the idea that, well, you're a college football team, you kind of go as your quarterback goes. That's not always the case. It's it's not. Like if you can hand off to some amazing stars and you have a great offensive coordinator that can think of diverse ways to get the ball into your playmaker's hands outside of the quarterback and you're just a a game manager – like, I feel like you can get away with being a game manager in college football a lot as a quarterback and still have an amazing team.
2: Well, and the, and the thing, like I don't want to bury the lead. The the, the reason to have this discussion is because Jaron Hall, with all of the names on here and all of the accomplishments. He's the dude. It, the, he's the guy. He's the dude. He's the best quarterback on here. That's what's, that's what's impressive, and I, I hope fans realize how good – he is. And certainly, when you look back at the numbers he put up, the wins that he put up, and then after the season, finding out just how injured he actually was for the year, to be able to do it makes it even more impressive. I am so excited to see what he can do and how he leads this offense
1: this year. Hey, assuming health, things look good for BYU football. No question. Holy cow. All right, let's All right. keep it rolling. Coming up, our elite voice of the day. And today's rise and shout out to an all-time BYU quarterback and his work for those struggling with mental health and other issues. This is a great story. As BYU Sports Nation.
0: This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics.
2: BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the BYU TV and BYU radio apps today, or you can download the
1: podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and please subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, if things stay as is in conference realignment, major college football, is it a good thing or a bad thing for BYU and the Big 12? Blaine Swallow on Instagram says, quote, I think it's a bad thing for the future if the Big 12 doesn't add more teams. It'll be all right for the next three years, but then the Big 12 will be left in the dust. BYU is going to be part of the club now. They shouldn't lose their power conference membership before they are even in it. Well, BYU will be in the Power Five as of next season. Again, all of this all these major changes are gonna be happening in 2024 and 2025. Yes. That's when USC and UCLA leave. That's when Texas and Oklahoma leave for the SEC. Like, that's when it's gonna get really crazy. So
2: and there will be so many more changes yes. and defections and everything else before then.
1: The time, I think it's going to get crazy again next summer. So even if it's quiet for the remainder of this summer, and the Pac-10 remains and, like, they'll have their 10 teams, like, it's, nothing is guaranteed. Is that, have we not learned anything? Like, nothing is guaranteed. There, th- look,
2: and like I said, it can jump on you quick yes. without any warning. <laughs>
1: All right, our Elite Voice of the Day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, Steve Webb on Facebook says, The Big 12 needs to take some teams now from the Pac-12. Don't wait. Don't take any chances. Sweep the leg. Is this John Kreese uh, on Facebook? Yeah. I, I, things didn't work out well for John Creese in that movie. No. No, they did not. <laughs> they did not. Look, it's to all... Be, it, to be determined in... Uh, season 5? Season 5
2: of... of Cobra Kai? Cobra uh, Kai. Look... The, the, the word should be just proactive. I think that's what everybody's looking to be is proactive instead of reactive. And that's every conference. It's every
1: institution moving forward. Brett, be proactive. Brett, your mark, the new commissioner, is yep. getting high marks. It yes, is he is. Been extremely proactive. All right, today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Let's give it to Max Hall. He's doing an incredible work. He's opening up a center to help those that are struggling with drug issues, mental health He's issues. He's amazing. Like what a story, what a turnaround. I had lunch with him a couple of weeks ago and he told me all about this and I just I, I it's incredible. Like I can't I can't get enough of it. I think it's an amazing story arc that he has been on. Yeah, he's he's fantastic
2: and his story helps so many people, and I love the fact that he enjoys sharing that and helping other people. Yeah,
1: his story's going to help so many thousands more, right? Without question. With this. Yep, no question about it. Our thanks to today's guest, Eric Mika, who was fantastic. (laughs) Conversation
2: continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use hashtag
1: BYUSN. For Jason Shepard and his mustache, you can kiss that goodbye. I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to James Anderson. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation back here in studio. See you, go